millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time to settle down. Settle down. And listen to the soothing sound. Oh, yeah. It's hard Oh, because this. Oh, my God, this. Oh, yeah, this. Hello and welcome to On A Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession with an actor's filmography. My name, as always, is Tom, and as always joining me is the wonderful, lovely, little bit cheeky, all-round amazing, fan-dabby-dozy, <laughs> phantasmagorical, and just <laughs> flipping awesome... <laughs> Emma. Emma. Sorry, I was so sidetracked by the pain in your eyes just now. I forgot to say my own name. What do you mean pain? That was excitement. I'd just like to reiterate that um, it is spelled with 25 Fs. (laughs) (laughs) Flipping awesome. You genuinely look like you were going to burst a blood vessel. I think, yeah, I think my blood pressure has just raised slightly. (laughs) Brilliant. Wow. Are you okay, Tom? I'm I'm Are you okay. Sad I think because this is our last episode of the series. Uh I think I think I'm sad, a mixture of excitement that we've done it. It's an achievement. It is an I achievement. I never have to watch another film with Robert Pattinson in it. Well, until the next well, one. Well, I do. That's not, not true. Yeah, it's not true. I do. Because <laughs> um, I shall be seeing The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure we'll review it at some point. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. It just feels like an achievement. We've we've got here it does feel like an achievement it feels quite sad especially i don't know if it's the time of year being nearly christmas time but it feels like a bit (laughs) feels like a bit of an end of year like at school like we're all saying goodbye saying goodbye to rob saying goodbye to salvador dali and whoever else everyone's brought in a box of sweets everyone's having a celebration we're all wearing our own clothes yeah yeah oh yeah it's uh it's it's sad isn't it it is also a little bit of a little bit of excitement we get we get a few weeks off, yeah. <laughs> not having to go. Oh God, I've got five films to watch this week, or however many it is. Yeah, the and some of them are probably going to include wanking. Yeah, the oh, for God's sake, <laughs> the um the perpetual onslaught of Robert Pattinson's art housery come shite housery. Um, shall pause mm. for a while. We can have a cheeky little Christmas break, and then right back at it in the new year. Hit the ground running. You thought we were going? You thought we were done? Oh, you hell You thought no. we were done? <laughs> we're just Poor, starting. poor, naive listener. <laughs> we're only just getting started. <laughs> we'll be here every week, every Wednesday until the end of time, talking about these fucking films. As long as there's actors, as long as they keep acting, we'll keep chatting shit. So you, you tune in every week. Buckle up, buckle up, motherfucker. We are here. <laughs> buckle up, beach. <laughs> um, 
down. If you're joining us for the first time, that was you're very probably wondering, wasn't it? Yeah. what the hell are these two probably verifiable lunatics talking about? How have I stumbled across this podcast on my phone or whatever device you're listening on? So I feel like it's probably best to say first off, we're not lunatics. Uh, um, only on days that end with a Y. <laughs> yeah. Um, Classic. And also we should probably offer some sort of explanation as to what the hell this this little podcast that we're doing is all about so would you like to explain a little bit to the listener yeah so if you were lucky enough to come across this podcast if um the movies and the title tickled your pickle um got you got you interested i don't know why i said it like that uh, <laughs> i was gonna say tickled mm. your fancy but tickled mm. your pickle <laughs> sounded oh, better a bit of tenet. tell you what that's tickling my pickling tenet mm. tickles my pickle every day it tickles my frontal mm. lobe that film does <laughs> it's more of a tick more not so much a tickle more of a i don't a know prod. just like a, an onslaught of, <laughs> yeah, yeah jabbing <laughs> its finger in there just abuse anyway so yeah if you ended up here first of all i'm sorry second of all this podcast is a movie podcast a comedy podcast we like to think it's all about actors and their filmographies um each series we choose one actor to focus on we watch all of their films in order we talk about them in order and season one has been all about uh robert pattinson the man himself it has been at times turbulent, but overall very spiritually enlightening. We've we've yeah. seen some things along the way. We've learned a few things about yeah. ourselves. Yeah, uh, it's been enlightening. And if you're listening for the first time, then oh, you're so lucky because we've mentioned that this is the end of the series. So for people that have stuck with us from the beginning, this is the last that they've got to listen to for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But you, you new time listener, you've got twelve episodes to listen to. Oh my god. If that's not yeah. the fucking best Christmas present, the 12 days of Christmas, right there. Oh, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a vampire up a tall tree. Very nice. Oh my god. I tell you Why what, the hell? I am, I'm quick, aren't I? I'm quick. Why the hell didn't we write like the 12 days of Robmus before we started this? I am I'm so disgusted with myself. Emma, Emma we've still got time. Well, pfft. By the time this comes out, I think it might be 12 days away from Christmas. It'll be about 10 days, I think, actually. Uh, no. no, but yeah, I want to do it than. I want to do it now. Like, I want to do the 12 days of Robmus now. <laughs> well, right now? Right, right now. now. Oh, think God. Think of something, Tom. What did, oh, God. What did Rob give you on the first day of Christmas? He gave me a vampire up a tall tree. Okay, what did he give you on the second day of Christmas? Oh, God, why have, you, why have I done this? <laughs> uh, he gave you... Um, what's, the, what's the second day? Two turtle doves two turtle doves oh god he gave you two seagulls smashed against a rock <laughs> <laughs> it's got a fit within the words no it hasn't have you not heard the 12 days of shrekmas it could be anything no we're gonna have a fallen out here are it's we got a, yeah yeah this, oh, finally. Is, this is it on the final week finally tom blocks me after 20 years how long have we known each other how old are you <laughs> <laughs> who am i <laughs> Oh dear. How did I end up here? <laughs> I'm just in a room. I definitely haven't known you 20 years. I don't know why I said that. No, I think it's we've known each other like... It's been about 13... Mm, 2000 and... 2008? Too motherfucking long at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I don't feel confident enough in my own ability to workshop the entire 12 days of Christmas uh, because 
I don't know the normal days of Christ- 12 days of Christmas the uh, entire way through. Right. I don't know if you do. Um, yeah, I do, actually. But I'm not going to sing okay, it. Okay, what's day three? Um, three Little Pigs. Oh, no, that's the 12 days of Shrekmas again. I only know it's the French 12 days hens. of Shrekmas. Oh, it's three French, French hens. hens. Wow, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't realise you were Jesus himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, the I've got an announcement to make, everyone. I was saving it for the 25th because, you know... <laughs> It's the anniversary, but um, (laughs) I am I am Christ reborn. (laughs) I knew it. I walk among you. (laughs) This is my gift to you, children. (laughs) What on a roll is my gift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Uh, my god. Oh my days. Anyway, (laughs) shall we? Shall we get onto the two films, the final two films that we've we watched? So they are Tenet, 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 and the devil all the time all the time a next a next flix a netflix originale a netflix film a netflix film i've been watching it i just got spit oh, on my face through facetime yeah well there you go that's that's how powerful that lift was <laughs> um right should we, should we crack on with tenet yeah let's crack on now this was a film um that I've been looking for. I was looking forward to for a long time because it's a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, me too. Uh, big fat, big fan of his work. I am. I love Christopher Nolan. He's honestly probably one of my favorite directors. But I feel like that's an embarrassing thing to say. I don't know why. why? It's like saying Nickelback is your favorite band is like embarrassing. But there's nothing wrong with Nickelback. They're okay. Why are you saying Christopher Nolan is one of your favourite directors an embarrassing thing to say? It's just a bit obvious, isn't it? It's just a bit cliche. Like, oh yeah, I love Nolan. So yeah, he's saying that Nickelback do. is your favourite band, obvious and cliche. Oh no, maybe not. Maybe like Radiohead. <laughs> I feel like I feel like your um maybe... your analogy didn't stand up there. Maybe Radiohead then. I mean for me it would be like it's like saying that McFly is my favourite band, it's just so obvious because they're just awesome. Yeah, but no one knows uh, that McFly is your favourite band. Well they do now. Yeah. But well, there you go. I just feel like Outed. Christopher Nolan is just an obvious choice. But maybe that's because he's fucking fantastic. Wait, is Nickelback your favourite band? It might be. I mean, we all just want to be a big rock star, don't we? <laughs> Living hilltop houses, driving 15 cars. How do you drive 15 cars at the same time? That's what I want to know. I can barely drive one at one time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anywho. Tenet. What a film. How do you describe... Should we just describe the plot? Uh, yep. That's what Over we usually you. do, right? That's what we usually do. So it's, 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 a, it's like a spy thriller, isn't it? And I read a lot about that uh, Christopher Nolan was trying to make his version of a Bond film. Um, yeah. And he's known for his twists and his like high concepts and that, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and a phrase that I like: uh, non-linear narratives. Ooh, very nice. Um, it's not it's not extremely non-linear, but there is a few jumps backs. And he likes to. Um, it's a bit of a like a Nolanism that you'll see like the same part of a film several times, but from different perspectives yeah. and within different contexts. Like it's not necessarily non-linear, but there's like several linear lines running alongside each other and you have no which one you're gonna be in. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll you'll see a you'll see a scene that you saw at the beginning of the film and you'll be like, oh, that's what was really happening there. Oh Yeah. I mean I saw this twice in the cinema, like within days of each other, because the the first time I saw it, it hurted my little brain. So yeah, this is the second time I've watched it. And it's one of those, I think we're going to struggle to explain. 
because um, the second that I try, I think I understand it, and then the second I try and talk about it, I just confuse myself. So also, if you've not seen this film, I would re- re- it's one of those that I would recommend that you go and watch before you listen to us talk about it, because I don't want to sh- want to spoil it for you. Yeah. Because we're going to be just diving in heavy spoilers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pause this podcast, go watch it, then come back and listen to it. Are you gone? If you're still here, fuck off. Go go watch the film. I can still hear you're them. Still- They're still here. Do you want to get spoiled? I, I can see you. I see you sat there with can, your headphones in. I can see the inside of your ears through this headphone. You might want to get some this checked out, to be fair. You've got a bit, a bit of build-up. A bit of build-up oh, of earwax. Bloody hell. Oh, anyway, God. Yeah. You, right, you can leave now. Now those bastards have gone. <laughs> Let's get the real Tenet fans on the hook. So, guys. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Future Tom here, just dropping in from editing this episode. How are you enjoying it so far? It's good, isn't it? It's quite good. Um, just a quick message to say I'm about to repeatedly call the lead actor from this film David John Washington, when in fact his name is John David Washington. Um, I do know that, but clearly my brain went for a little walk whilst we were recording this episode. So yeah, it, settle in for the next 20 minutes where I um, repeatedly called the lead actor by the wrong name. So, enjoy! So, uh, David John Washington, he's like a, a spy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. There's a raid on an opera house and he finds this like weird box thing. He doesn't know what it is. But then his entire team is like captured and he's being interrogated. He's having his teeth pulled out and he takes his suicide pill. And then he wakes up and he finds out the suicide pill wasn't real, but because he tried to kill himself, he's now proven himself to the CIA or whomever he works for. I can't really remember. And they're like, okay, we're going to send you on a super secret mission. You're going to work, you're going to work on the Tenet project. All I can tell you is the word Tenet and you got to go to this place and find her. It's beyond unclear. What the goal is. I don't know how he knows where to go. You just go with it. You just go with it because that's what's happening. So then he finds Fleur de la Cleur and Hello Ellie. And she shows him through my door. (laughs) She shows him a gun that fires backwards. Mm -hmm. And the whole concept of this film is there's this thing called time inversion and this is where the mind blowingness comes in. Yeah. So basically sometime in the future they invent this technology that allows you to invert the time the flow of time. But it like it pertains to specific objects or people or whatever. Yeah. So the the gun like isn't firing backwards; it's just like time is reversing for it. Yeah, so she tr- says point- like you're not firing the bullet; you're catching it. Yeah, which so makes he, like, no points, sense. He points the gun at a wall. <laughs> yeah. On a firing he, like, range, sucks the bullet out of it, and the the bullet hole like closes over, and the thing like rebuilds itself, and the bullet flies out of it and into the gun. Mm-hmm. If that sounds confusing, it's because it is. And then... <laughs> this this whole film is just a big Uno reverse card. That's all it is, right? Yeah. i tell you what it reminds me a lot of. What? Um, that episode of Red Dwarf. Yes. Um, backwards. So yeah. if people can't be watch- asked to watch a two and a half hour film... <laughs> just watch that just episode go watch, of Red Dwarf. Go watch an episode of Red yeah. Dwarf, British uh, One of my favorite sci-fi shows sitcom. of all time. I'll have you know. And uh, there's an episode, I think it's series three, called Backwards... Where they go where to they go a planet to where time runs backwards. <laughs> they go to, they go to where? <laughs> Nodnol. Oh, it's some, somewhere London. backwards, isn't it? London, that's it. Which, that doesn't quite make sense. Because all the signs are written backwards. But 
the signs would just be written forwards. Just yeah. people speaking backwards. I think it's just meant to be a joke, Tom. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't a deep analysis of Red Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, so he goes and meets Robert Pattinson. Uh, and Robert Pattinson says, we need to talk to this arms dealer about Tenet. And they go meet this arms dealer. And she says, oh, you need to go after this um, this Russian arms dealer, Sata, who's Kenneth played by Bray. Kenneth Branagh. My favourite guy ever. So quite the cast of Harry Potter stars so far. We've had Fleur <laughs> Delacour, yeah. Robert Patty Pat, and uh, Kenneth Branagh, who played Gilderoy Lockhart. That leads him to Michael Caine, because Michael Caine is always in a, a Nolan film. And he says, oh, you need to like woo his wife or like get in with his wife. Anyway, cut a long story short. <laughs> uh, the whole premise is there's this algorithm that will invert the entire world um, and reverse time for the entire world. And everyone will die. And that'll just cause like everything to implode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the scientists who created it split it into seven parts. And this arms dealer uh, is trying to tra- is communicating with the people from the future and is trying to track down all seven parts so that he can set it off and destroy the world. Classic. Classic. Classic premise Classic to a film. villainy. And what ensues is there's a load of... So they they try and get the wife on side, so they break into an airport to try and steal a painting that he's like holding over the wife as leverage because she double-crossed him with it because it's a fake. But in the process, they find this room that's like split off and it's like mirrored. Uh, and just as they're in there, this the thing opens and two guys come out. Yeah. Supposedly. But one of them is moving backwards. Yeah, this is where it starts to get really like trippy because you've got people in the scene moving as we move and then you've got characters next to them moving backwards. Moving backwards. But not like moving backwards as in walking backwards. They're being like literally reversed in the film. It's very hard to explain, but I'm assuming if you're listening to this bit, you've watched it because if not, you shouldn't be listening. The physics are reversed and stuff. So there's like half the fight is in normal motion and then the other half is reversed. There's like people throwing... people over their shoulders but it's reversed so it looks really weird yeah it's a bit where like he throws the one guy onto his back and he's kind of and then he like shuffles up he shuffles up the the thing it's really weird but sorry we should rewind to get into this airport (laughs) they fucking crash a plane into it which is a big action set piece for it now how would you presume that they did this emma how would i presume that they crashed a plane into an airport how did they film it Okay, well, the fact that you've asked me that makes me think they actually crashed a plane into a building. Like, the fact that you've asked me makes me think that. You would assume that there was some CGI or Christopher Nolan is famous for using scale miniatures to get these effects. Yeah. Yeah, they crashed a real plane into a building. A real 747. Oh, my God. Apparently it was cheaper. (laughs) I believe it. I honestly believe it. (laughs) Yeah, apparently it was way cheaper. So they were like, yeah. Let's do it. Can you imagine being on set that day? Like, oh, hun, I've got to go to work. Suffice to say, they got they got one shot at it. Yeah. Well, they did really well. It looked awesome. Yeah, so that's... And it, it goes to show that, you know, practical effects are often often better. Mm-hmm. This is... Um, this is a fact. Another fact that I've got, which I which blew my mind. Ooh, go on. So the film only contains two hundred and eighty visual effects shots, which sounds like a lot. But here's a follow-up fact. That's less than most modern romantic comedies. Oh, my God. Rom-coms have more VFX in them. And also, uh, 
there's no green screen in any of it. So getting onto like all the reverse stuff, that's all done in camera, which means like they did it for real on the day. And that they uh, achieved that by filming every scene twice. Once with the people who were going forward doing it, in f- doing it forward, and the people who were doing it backwards, backwards, and then reversing it. That's so and cool, so, man. And then like mesh the two together. Holy crap. Uh, and then also all the actors had to learn to speak backwards. <laughs> which, so that, that's impressive. But what's yeah. more impressive is Kenneth Branagh had to do it. So not only did he have to learn to speak backwards, in the he, had accent. To learn, he had to learn to yeah. speak backwards with a Russian accent. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. I would I would really enjoy to see the scenes that were shot with them speaking backwards but like not reversed, if you know what I mean. Like I wanna know what that sounds like unedited. Oh so so um well no, because it'll be for it'll be the scenes where yeah. See this is what when the second you start to talk about it it just gets confusing. Even the production is confusing. <laughs> How did they do it? I'm so confused. But yeah, so just incredibly yeah incredible they managed to pull it off wow basically so yeah there's this fight going on and robert pattinson's character is fighting the guy who's moving forwards and he like manages to pull his mask off but you don't see what his mask is and then uh, the other guy like reverse slides out under a door and disappears yeah gets away from david john washington uh whose character by the way is just called the protagonist and so he's like, what said to Robert Pattinson? He's like, what happened to the other guy? And he's like, oh, I took care of him. Hmm. Did he though? Did he? No, is the answer. <laughs> if you so can't get that from they... that stupid tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he though? Okay. Mm. <laughs> and then there's going to be some, there's a bit of heist action goes on where they try and steal another bit of the algorithm from a car uh, or like a he- heavily armored van, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. A really cool sequence. And then. There's like cars traveling backwards, and there's like a reverse car chase. Like I can't, you can't even explain what no, happens. No, it seriously has to be sort of seen to be believed because you can try as hard as you want to explain how it looks, but I just don't think you can it's possibly cool imagine it. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Take it from us, dude. It's cool as shit. And anyway, Sator has got like the drop on them. And the reason that he can always get the drop on them is because anything that's like written down or in text messages or emails or anything like that, he will know about because the people from the future can just find a record of it. The The whole idea is basically anything that is recorded, mm-hmm. at, like anyone f- from the future can find out. Yeah, because it's already happened they say, for them. Like, how, who, who knew that we were going to meet here today? And they're like, posterity. Because, yeah, it was written down so everyone will know. So they have to try and do everything without communicating it between anyone. Which yeah. Is, Obviously, really hard. Uh, so Kenneth Branagh like attacks them reverse in reverse, and he has his wife, and he's like, "I'm going to kill my wife if you don't give me the piece of the algorithm." He's a very loving husband, very loving. But while that, yes, yeah, so, so lovely. <laughs> while this is going on, another car is like reverse crashed, and is like between them. So d- he throws the thing across. The, the, both cars are traveling parallel to each other. One in reverse, one going forwards. He throws the thing across to them. And you assume you've given it to him, and then they they get to one of another one of the rooms where it is revealed it's like an inverting machine. Mm-hmm. So you go in one door and you come out the other door inverted. Yeah. And there's like a reverse interrogation going on, um, which the first time I watched it, 
it was the scene that I struggled the most with. That was where I, I, I lost it. I think I was kind of with the film up to that point and so many people were talking about Tenet's so confusing. Oh my God, it's crazy. Like my mind is blown. And I was like, it's not that hard to follow, guys. Come on. Got to that scene and I was just like, nope, I'm lost. Kenneth, I'm checked out. Kenneth Branagh ha- like, yeah, experiences the reverse conversation from the one side but while he's traveling normal and then goes through and has oh, i can't even explain it now no but he basically <laughs> uno reverse it, uno reverse yeah yeah basically there's a thing called that they set up in it called a temporal pincer movement where you basically experience it in normal time and then you take what you've learned reverse yourself and then do it all backwards and use your learned experience to make it better but it's also like everything that's already happened is always going to happen anyway so i don't really get the point of it oh god it hurts <laughs> oh my brain it hurts my little brain so anyway he goes he shoots the wife but with the she's not inverted so she gets shot with an inverted bullet yes yeah, so like apparently way worse than her. normal getting shot yeah so then they have to invert her so that she'll heal oh, i don't really understand why <laughs> And then they travel back like that. She's gonna have to be inverted for like a week to heal properly. And then they're like, "But where are we gonna find an inversion machine? A, like a week in the past?" Uh huh. And the they're like, airport. "Oh, we know where there's one. <laughs> there's one at an airport." Yeah. And they're like, yeah, "But how are we gonna get in?" And they're like, "Oh well, funnily enough, about a week ago it was being broken into." Yeah. So then it is revealed that the man who fought them both in the machine was David John Washington yeah, but from he was the fighting future. himself and Rob already knew that so he stopped David John Washington from shooting himself right yeah and yeah. he he let the he let the one that got back to like normal time flow he let him go he didn't deal with him he let him go yeah and then, so he's like how do you know all this and he's like oh i know way more shit than i'm letting on basically yeah rob's like the sort of the the man with all the knowledge, um, which you don't really know at first, and then yeah, he yeah. he becomes reveal he gets revealed to be quite an, an integral part of the whole thing. And then the big main crux of the film comes down to the fact that so after this, it should be said that Sator has got all the pieces to the algorithm, so he's going to set it off. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fuck shit up. Um, he's gonna put it together, and he's gonna out. put it he's gonna put it in this uh, nuclear testing ground, and then. A, a week ago or whatever, a nuclear bomb went off and sealed it, so no one can ever get in there. So he's going to put the algorithm, put the algorithm together, put it down under there, and then it will be set off whenever he wants it to be set off. Mm-hmm. It turns out that it's linked to his heart rate, so if he dies, the world will end. Yeah, oh, God, it's and he's going to so commit good. he's going to commit so suicide because he's dying already. Yeah, it turns um, out he's got can- he's got cancer or something. Yeah, something like that. So he's like, fuck you all. I'm just going to kill myself and the whole world's going to end. <laughs> so then the Classic final big final stuff. action piece is like, there's two armies it's fighting. It's the sickest fight scene ever. Like, it's it's like something from Call of Duty, but way cooler. Oh, and also Aaron Taylor-Johnson plays, um, oh, I don't even know, he's like a sergeant, I guess, in this yeah, temporal yeah, yeah. pincer movement. And he looks... That's fine. He looks so fine. unrecognizable. He looks I would gorge. Say. I was just like, <laughs> I didn't even know it was him the first time I watched it. <laughs> no, uh, I saw him and thought that that hot guy looks an awful lot like Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> and then after I saw the film, I got a text from my friend saying, "Oh my god, how good did Aaron Taylor Johnson look in that film?" And I was like, 
I knew it. <laughs> it's him. It's him. Um, it's my boy. And then this this final action scene is where the film gets its name. Well, there's also another reason it gets its name. But so half of the army is going is traveling through time normally, and the other half is inverted. And each team has 10 minutes mm-hmm. to complete its mission. 10, 10. So there's 10, 10 minutes going forwards and 10 minutes going backwards. And for those ten of you that have not minutes. already noticed it, <laughs> Tenet is a palindrome. So it's the same forwards as it is backwards. And it's 10, 10. But do you want to know this other, do you want to know this other fact about um, why it's called Tenet? Oh, yes, please. So I'm going to do some reading here. I'm, I'm not doing this off the top of my head. Tell but, us. Um, the word Tenet presumably originated from Sator Square. Mm, is there a character called Sator? There is. A word square containing a five-word Latin palindrome that dates back to the ruins of Pompeii. The puzzle is a five-by-five square made up of five-letter words written in five lines. Those words are Sator, Arepo, Tenet, Opera, and Rotas. <gasps> In every direction the square is rotated, these five words appear both horizontally and vertically, a property that fits the time inversion feature of this film. It is also noticeable that all five words appear in the film. I was just Kenneth Branagh's character is called yeah. Sator. The forger responsible for making the painting that he holds over his Arepo. wife is called Arepo. <gasps> Tenet is the name of the organisation that they all work for. Uh, Rotas is the name of the security company. I don't know which security company. Oh. Is that the one from and the um, the airport taking care of? I think the so. Maybe paintings. Yeah. Yeah, and opera refers to the first scene of the film. Wow, that's so cool, man. That's some clever shit. That's cool ass shit. I've never heard of that Sator Square thing or whatever you whatever you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he said, yeah. Wow. So that's pretty pretty darn cool. Really cool. I love uh, stuff and then, like that. It's like Da Vinci Code vibes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And then um, the protagonist and Aaron Taylor Johnson form like a splinter unit and they go down under into the where the bomb's going to go off to try and retrieve the um, algorithm before it's buried. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're doing all of this without the knowledge of Sator, um, who has travelled back further in time to a holiday with his wife and they've sent back his the wife from the future who was shot, who he thinks is dead, to like stall him from killing himself. And they get to where they're going to bury the algorithm, but the door's locked. But there's a dead body in front of the door as well. And then like Kenneth Branagh's gloating through with them over a walkie-talkie. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. And then the person who's on the floor inverts and is because sh- he tells the guy who's burying the algorithm to shoot david john washington in the head mm-hmm. and just as he goes to do that the guy inverts is unshot in the head unlocks the door for them and then they they are able to succeed and then the wife shoots kenneth Branagh dead but that's all right because they've managed to get hold of the algorithm yep and then there's like a big talk between the three of them afterwards they're like oh all three of us have to die because we're the only ones that know about this algorithm and that we're the only ones that know that we succeeded mm-hmm. so if anyone else finds out that we succeeded it's all for nothing sort of thing yeah. But then they're like, no, no, we'll split it up and we'll um so it's it's uh Robert Pattinson, David John Washington and Aaron Taylor Johnson. And they split it up and then uh Robert Pattinson's like, No, I need to go and invert and I'll be the one that opens the door for you, but he doesn't know that the person who opened the door dies. Aww. So it's actually Rob that sacrifices himself. But it's then revealed that he's known David John Washington for years. 
and David John Washington actually formed the Tenet program or whatever. Oh so it's my like god! A ho- and they're oh like lifelong days. friends and stuff. That yeah, do you know what? Like... that broke my heart a little bit because Rob's character is a bit like, I'll see you at the beginning. Like, yeah, my, he's like, this my... is this is the end for me, yeah. but it's just the beginning for you. See you, you know, that reminded me of Emma. And David John Washington's like crying. And because I guess he's just overwhelmed with emotions, like oh my well, god! Because he he knows spend... it's he knows it's him that dies that because dies, he's yeah. got the, he's got this tag yeah. on his bag, hasn't he? Because yeah. also in the first scene, in the first scene he, as well, someone yeah. with a tag on their bag saves him from getting shot, Aww. and he sees the tag, and then he realizes it's that it's Rob at the end. But do you know who the whole? It's just the end. It's the end for me, but it's the beginning for you. Do you know who that reminded me of? No. Well, is I thought it's going to be back, Harry Potter. I swear to God. Well, no, I thought I'd bring it back because I haven't referenced it in a long, long time oh, since God, like it's episode Doctor Who, isn't three. It? It's Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> um, so, in your, in uh, your defence, it's been at least five episodes since you've mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, so it's it's quite reminiscent of the whole Tenth Doctor, River Song, Silence in the Library, which, uh, funnily enough, stars uh, uh, Catherine Tate, uh, oh, who yeah. features on uh, episode two of this uh yeah. series and yeah because their whole time sto- their whole stories are reversed or timelines are reversed so the first time that the doctor meets river song is the last time she sees him and she dies and then the last time that the doctor sees river song is the first time that she meets him <sighs> wow do you think Isn't that's that... where christopher nolan got the idea from maybe apparently he's been working on this film for years it doesn't surprise um, so me it was very good maybe yeah and then yeah that's the end of the film that's so good. But oh, there's a bit where so talk going back to like um, yeah, saying you see scenes from earlier in the film that have got like a new context. Mm-hmm. The the wife she was on the holiday with uh, Kenneth Branagh and she went off to an island with her son. And then as she was coming back, she saw a woman dive off the boat and she thinks that it's because he's having an affair, but it's actually she's seeing her future self who's just killed Kenneth Branagh. God, if she only knew the power she holds. Yeah, the power she, she had. She wanted to kill his ass for a long time. For a long, long time. He was horrible. He was like keeping her under his wrath because of that bloody painting. What a dickhead. What a And his whole man. thing is, if she's like, why won't you just let me, if you hate me, why won't you let me go? No one like, else can have if you. If I can't yeah. have you, no one else can. And that's his whole thing. Like, if I'm going to die, I can't have the world so no one else can. So I'll just kill everyone fucking sociopath it's just behavior. quite a good film i've quite got a few good. yeah it's quite good it's just very mind mind-boggling it is and yeah i think i mean i saw inception in the cinema when it came out i don't know when i must have been like 14 15 2012 so yeah that's about right um no yeah 15 and um i just remember thinking it was the most confusing film i've ever seen and i was like that really hurt now when i watch see, that, inception see, i'm like inception well, now Inception when I watch me, it, really straightforward I think film. It's fine. Like when I, I think when I first watched it in the movies, it was just overwhelmingly loud, and I'd never seen anything like it. Like maybe other than like Memento, which is also Chris Nolan. Yeah. Um, but I think it just overwhelmed me, and I was like, "Fuck!" That was a bit of a mind bend. This, like, you can think you're as smart as fuck and know everything about time travel and sci-fi and all that kind of shit. No, <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> You can think you're smart like Tom, but you're actually dumb like Tom. Honestly, this bra- this I was about to say this brain fries my film so much. That's this how much it fries my brain. <laughs> this brain fries my film exactly. Actually, it, what yeah. I was doing there is quite it's quite witty. I was actually inverting my sentence. Um, like the time is inverted in the film. 
that's not what it was at all. It was just my brain <laughs> malfunction, but I'll play it off as that. Dude, you should have just you should have just styled it out. I would have believed you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a couple more facts for this film. Oh, go they're, on. They're very Rob centric. Good. Um, so they should be. So apparently, he stated that he took his inspiration for his character's accent, intonation, and mannerisms from English American author and journalist Christopher Hitchens. He hmm. says that he. Ne- never uses his real accent when he's playing British characters, which yeah. I've not actually picked up on, but I guess that's true. See, because I would he have says thought for... that um, his accent in this was probably closer to his actual accent, but yeah. I guess it not. it is slightly affected though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And he says, for whatever reason, it makes me feel fake when I use my own accent. So, um, like he's not actually feels acting. Like... <laughs> yeah, he says, I feel like a fraud because I'm just playing myself, so he has to do a different accent whenever he plays a British character. Cool. And then uh, the second that. one, the second one is the initial meeting he had for this film with Christopher Nolan lasted three hours, and he said he said that by the end of the meeting he had a massive blood sugar drop <laughs> because um, he they've been talking so much and he'd been concentrating so hard. So he asked Christopher Nolan if he could have a chocolate that was on the table in front of him, <laughs> and then Christopher Nolan immediately ended the meeting. <laughs> and he said that he thought he'd ruined his opportunity to be in the film oh but he obviously God. didn't what rob <laughs> thought that he'd ruined his opportunity yeah so he like oh it had a three-hour conversation he went oh sorry i'm feeling a bit faint can i have uh, chocolate <laughs> and he went right that right yeah nice talking to you see you get out so and he was like oh god i've just fucked it oh my god so did he give him the chocolate though is that clear it's unclear whether that happened i need oh my god i need to know i also want to know what chocolates christopher nolan has on his desk what do we think I'm thinking an, an M&M type sitch. Oh, oh my God, like raw M&Ms just out in a jar for anyone to dip their in, hand in a bowl. into. I'm thinking in a bowl. See, I thought Do he was more I mean? of a Hershey's Kisses kind of man, individually mm, wrapped. He is British though. He is British. Mm, oh so. yeah, that's true. Oh, in that case, what sweets does Christopher Nolan have on his desk? I, I've got one. I've got one. Go on. Bit, bit off-piste, as I like to say. Go on. I think he's, I think he's got a bowl of Rolos. Fuck <laughs> off. He has not got a bowl of Rolos. <laughs> I tell you no what, I've one not has had, a bowl of Rolos. I've not had a Rolo in a long time. But, <laughs> a Rolo. Oh God, a I was going to say I thought he'd have maybe like some Lindors. Hey, hey, um, Rolos! If you want to sponsor us, and then you could do special packets of Rolos that say on a Rolo. <gasps> oh my God, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Look, Rolo, <laughs> your people need to contact our people. I eat us. And uh, we'll we'll get it sorted. Yeah, we could. So look also, out for those um, in the shops, kids. If anyone from Rolex is listening, um, on, oh, a on a Rolex, <laughs> could work very nicely. I don't wear watches, but I will. <laughs> anyone from the tourism board in Poland, we are we will advertise on a pole, <laughs> <laughs> or a strip club, also on a pole. <laughs> yeah, on a pole. Um... <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, uh, any God. any um, shoemakers? On a soul, <laughs> or maybe fishmongers, because soul is a type of fish. On a soul, or um, maybe like a horse livery on a foal. <laughs> oh, okay, we need to stop. Seriously, uh, no, no. I want to think of one more. I want to think of one more. <laughs> oh, if maybe if you're in the mining industry, if that's still going, on, on a, a coal. coal. <laughs> oh god, I quite liked the ones that were like on a Rolo, on a Rolex, though. Like things yeah, that begin yeah. with roll. No, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> no, no, I think we're done, aren't we? Um, and then the version that we watched, the British version, is nine seconds shorter to secure a 12A rating. What? Is it not 12A if it's longer? 
No, no. So the, they cut bits out so that it wasn't too too racy. Oh my god, have we missed out on some sexy times? No, what we missed out on was a woman being kicked by a man. <laughs> Is there something wrong with that? that <laughs> In that's an what they cut film? out. That's what they cut out. Apparently, that's too far. Like seeing people get shot and someone be murdered and cars exploding and all kinds of crazy toxic abusive relationship. Fine. But a woman getting kicked by a man. Too far. I don't know which woman, but yeah, apparently There aren't so. many in the film, so... Right, shall we Shall we give it a rating? Yes, we shall, and we should. And we will. Let's. Um, so, for people listening for the first time, our rating system usually is based on the actor that we're talking about's name. So, Robert Pattinson. If, it's, if we like the film, we give it... A Robert pat on the back. Mm-hmm. If we don't like it, we give it a Robert shat on the back. <laughs> we do. Alternately, we can use the name of the film to come up with some pun-based rating system. Is it a 10 out of 10 it? Of course. Or is it a 0 out of 10 it? It's a 10 out of 10 it. Yeah, it's got to be a 10 out of 10 it, isn't it's, it? It's I wouldn't say it's my a... favourite Nolan film, but... Um... What, ooh, what is your favourite Nolan film? I do like Inception. Inception has got to be up there. Uh huh. And I thought Dunkirk was really good. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't Christmas, choose actually. one of um, the Batman films. Oh, oh yeah, that. Ba- I mean, Batman. Granted, that just goes without know. saying, right? Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight, obviously. Inception is not only my favorite Christopher Nolan film, but it's actually probably my top three films ever. So yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. It is a good film. Uh, there was a rumor going around that um, that this is that this was going to be a secret Inception sequel. Yeah, like almost in the same sort of universe type thing. Yeah, it's, it looks very similar. It's shot very similar, and the characters are dressed very similar to the I, guys in Inception. I loved Tenet. I do think Inception was better, and I've thought a lot about why. And for me, I think it's the characters. Like I did love David John Washington's character because he was just cool and interesting and i love the actor but i just don't feel like i really overly cared for the characters in this film it's really hard to explain whereas inception like i mean we all know i'm a leo super fan so maybe i'm slightly biased but Mm. i just the love for his wife in that film it's fucking intense like the the characters in that film is intense it's very emotional and that's why i think i liked it more um but they're both very yeah no I'd, i'd agree I'd agree. So, um, yeah. Not so, that we're yeah. here to compare, but I do no. have Inception. So, shall we move on then? Yes. To the devil all the time. My girl likes to devil all the time. Devil all the time. Devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. I couldn't stop singing that when I was watching it. Really? It was really stuck in my head. Great oh, song. Love Eddie Murphy. What a guy. So, so what? what's this film about, MR? This film is about um, Tom Hollandaise. Um, oh my God, you know what? I've just stopped there. That's all it's about. It's about Tom Hollandaise. It's about, um, <laughs> it's about people in the South of it America, is. isn't about, it? Just being bad people. It's about people in the South in a very religious society. I can't remember when this is set. 1967? It's between the 50s and 60s, isn't it? Yeah, it, um, the film sort of starts with... Um, Pennywise, Bill Skarsgård, isn't it? Yeah, I've got um, that. Hello, Pennywise. Hello, Pennywise. Um, and you know what? It's a quick side Hello, note. Georgie. <laughs> I've never seen him in anything other than 
um, it. So it was quite a pleasure to see him playing, you know, not a killer clown. Um, cause yeah. he's very, he's very good. Um, but yeah, he plays, um, Tom Holland's dad. He's sort of like traumatized from, um, being in Vietnam seeing no, his... it's not it's not vietnam. Is it not vietnam where is it i think it's just i think it's just the war oh just just the war because i don't think i i don't know I actually it was vietnam. I, don't know Viet, I don't know if vietnam had happened yet i don't know the history well enough oh uh, well it's some kind maybe of war. Uh, maybe it has maybe it has i might be wrong i don't know um we don't Ignore know me. for the listener we don't know um it's we're not the educated war. enough the um <laughs> the war um and he's yeah he's got a bit of ptsd it makes him act um quite badly to his wife and to other people and ugh, i can't even explain what no, he's he... actually he he's actually all right to his wife isn't he oh yeah it's um the the guys in who live in this creepy little american village threaten his wife um so he goes and beats the ever-loving fuck out of these two dudes right in front of tom holland who isn't tom holland isn't tom time. holland is young um, yeah he's like a younger actor he's meant to be like eight i think and he sort of says you know if anyone crosses you, that's what you do to them. Like bullies at school, you beat the shit out of them. That's how you, you know, that's how you assert yeah, yourself. Yeah. But and you then, pick the right time to do it. Yeah. And then his mom gets cancer, right? Um, yeah. And Bill Skarsgård. Is it Bill Skarsgård? I feel like I'm getting his name wrong. Uh, Pennywise. I think that's his dad. I Pennywise Skarsgård. That's what I'm going to call him. Um, Pennywise Skarsgård is very religious and he tries to pray the cancer away and he says to his son pray harder you know heal your mom doesn't work so he, so he sacrifices, sacrifices the dog their dog well it's the little boy's dog he sort of says you know god i'm giving you this dog please cure my wife and he fucking crucifies it he doesn't just kill it he crucifies the dog and That's then so he kills sad. himself yeah, so he's orphaned. He goes to live with his his grandma, doesn't he? Who lives in another town. Yeah. Who is also looking after another orphan. So yeah, there's lots of different like plot threads, um, and then as the film goes on, they all sort of like converge, don't they? So he goes to live with the grandma, who is also looking after another another orphan because there was a woman who she was trying to get to marry Tom Holland's dad, but she didn't because she fell in love with a preacher at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, who is played by <laughs> Burns Girl? Oh my from god! I, Maps to the Stars. I, how did I forget she was in this? So in my notes, I've got she's back again. <laughs> we can't and get then, rid of her. And then, just as I was getting over that, um, bloody Harry Mellon walks in. Oh my god! It was the Rob Vengers. Uh, I was like, honestly. Oh my god! Th- what what an ending. <laughs> this is this is the end game to Rob's Rob Vengers. It did feel like Doctor Strange was just going to come out doing his like sparkly arm circle thing, and like everyone from the Rob Vengers was going to come out. And then Rob Rob turned to the camera and he goes, "What you want more? <laughs> what more can I give you? Delusions. Delusions. Anyway, we'll get we'll get onto that. That's a little tease of what's to come. Yeah. Um, so Harry Melling is a preacher. Uh, I just wanted to touch on this because, yeah, he's a, he's doing all the evangelical stuff. He's great mm. in this film. Yeah, I was going to say, like, quick segue before your segue. Harry Melling is one of the stars of the show, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking brilliant. How did you feel? Because part of his preaching is like, 
he used to be scared of spiders, mm. and now God has like healed his spider's fear. His arachnophobia, I should say, that's the term. Spider's fear. And then he tips a jar of spiders over his head to prove it. I have never wanted to peel my skin off so badly. Good job that it was um, CGI spiders, though, right? <laughs> oh, was it? I couldn't quite... T- Wait, don't tell me they were real. He tipped a real jar of, um, I think, orb spiders over his head. No, he didn't. Yeah, that's the fact. And he said that he didn't. He was okay with it as long as they didn't change the spiders to snakes. So, oh yeah, God. Harry Mellon really tipped a... Yeah, orb weaver spiders, that's it. I. Uh, he really tipped that over his head. If you held a gun to my head and asked me to guess if they were real or not, I'd have said they were CGI because they didn't even look that real. <laughs> no, I know. I thought that. They when may I read as well have fact, been CGI. Like, Bloody hell. God, Harry Melling is a bit of a bit of a dark horse, isn't he? Yeah. In, like the acting scene. She she falls in love with him, Burns girl. <laughs> who, funnily enough, her backstory in this is that she's an orphan and her family died in a house fire. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my um, god! I'm I'm fucking telling you, the cinematic universe exists. There's a Real. bit. There's a there's a bit of a theme going on. Um, yeah, and then. He keeps doing his spider's act, but then one day he gets bitten by a spider and his face swells up, so he locks himself in a cupboard for two weeks. As you do. And he goes a bit insane. And then he believes that God is challenging him and um, he takes her out into the woods and stabs her in the neck with a... with A, a screwdriver. screwdriver. It's brutal. And um, he then... But it's okay because God's going to resurrect her. <laughs> so he's praying to God to resurrect her and then plot twist uh she doesn't come back to life. Um uh, yeah. So note for the listener, if you stab someone in the neck with a screwdriver and they die, they're not coming back. Once people die, that's pretty much it. Um Controversial. I don't know why he was so surprised. <laughs> um What do you mean she's dead? And then anyway, so then yeah, he, he he runs off. He's, so he he's runs like, off. So she, she's she's orphaned, but he he has second thoughts and he decides that he's going to come back for his daughter. But then he runs into another set of characters mm-hmm. who um, are a man and a woman who <laughs> drive around picking up hitchhikers. Yep, and they take them into the woods and they force them to have sex with the woman, photograph them, and then kill them. Um, but Harry Melling won't have sex with her because he's like all religious and that, so they just kill him. And it's just bizarre. <laughs> yeah, and it just comes out of nowhere because you don't really see it coming. Yeah. And then um, that's the last you see of them for a bit. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to them though. We'll touch. We'll touch base with those we'll, guys. We'll in a touch bit. base with the serial killers. Anyway, in like cut five back minutes. to cut back to Tom Holland going and living with his grandma. Mm-hmm. The policeman also that comes and looks after him after his dad kills himself is Sebastian Stan. Bucky. <laughs> um, who is like. Wanting to become the sheriff of the town. Again, last we'll see of him for a bit. We'll come back to him. Yeah. So Tom Holland grows up and he's living with his... his. They say it's his stepsister, but they're not really related at all, are they? But No, she gets... they just happen to also be raising this orphan. So they just call yeah. uh, his stepsister. Yeah. So they, they live in the same uh, house. And then uh, he... But he really cares for her. Not mm-hmm. in like a romantic way. Just really cares for her. Yeah, there's she's no incest bullied. in this film. It's fine. She's getting really bullied by these dads at school, and she always, he always takes her to visit her mother's grave. Mm-hmm. And then one day he drops her off, and he's like, "Right, I'm just got to go deal with some things." And he goes to batter all the bullies and gets them to leave her alone. Also, at a similar time, Rob's moved into town as the new preacher, and he's but he's a bit of a bit of a one. He's a um, he's a 
a total dickhead. <laughs> yeah. For so want of a better she, word. She, while she's left alone by Tom Holland, Rob strikes and takes her into his car. It's the return like, of Rapey Rob. Rapey Rob. Our favourite Rob. <laughs> oh, um, God. <laughs> so he's like saying, oh, yeah, if you really want to be at peace with God... You need to show yourself to God as you the way you came into this world. This made me laugh so much. She goes, you mean my birthday suit? <laughs> I was like, ooh. And uh, so he strip, makes her strip down in his car and then he kisses her and then they, yeah, all that shit, sort of shit happens. Anyway, this c- carries on until she gets pregnant. Um, and then he's like, what do you mean? I've never had sex with you. Yeah, like some strong gaslighting here from Rob. Like the most outrageous gaslighting I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And he he's like, no, I've we've never had sex. It must be someone else. Like we've only we've only um, spoke to God whenever we've hung out. Like what you're having delusions? <laughs> you're delusional. Um, I said that he's talking. He talks like Christopher Walken in this. <laughs> it kind of does, so, yeah. So let's get into his accent. Um, it is outrageous. Right, so I've heard a lot of people kind of making fun of his accent in this film and saying it's weird. I didn't find find it strange. I don't know if I just don't it's know what p- it's, it's meant to be. It's the pitch for me. Oh, it's very like almost nasally, isn't it? It's very, very no, very high pitched as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These people have delusions. <laughs> These um, so people. <laughs> just a note on this accent. He didn't work with a dialect coach um, to develop this accent. Quite often on films, if they want a specific a specific accent, you'll work with a professional and they'll teach you how to do it and all this. Yeah. And he crafted what's being described as a high-pitched southern drawl on his own. Uh, and he hid the accent from everyone, including the director, uh, until day one of filming. Every other actor sent the director recordings of their the voices that they were working on so that he had an idea of what he was working on. Not Rob, he does what whatever the fuck they wanted he wants. for the film. <laughs> but not Rob. He preferred to rehearse by himself and <laughs> being self-conscious by being judged before actually standing in front of the camera. So he was scared of being judged on his performance before he'd actually done anything. So he, he saved it for day one. And then the director has called um, Pattinson a mad genius who can do anything. That is so, so sweet. It worked out well for him. So, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, his accent in the film fits the character perfectly because the high-pitchedness makes him sound like a bit of a weasel. And he is a weasel. Like, he's an absolute prick. So it's perfect, so, yeah. really. Yeah, it is. So once he's... So he tells her, like, no, you... I'm not the dad. I can't be the dad. I've not had sex with you. If I was you, I'd get rid of the baby because... Um, yeah, uh, you're going to just bring shame on your family and it's not fair on your grandmother and you're just going to be... Everyone's going to think that you're a horse, so get rid of it. So she runs off <laughs> so really mean. upset. And then the second she's gone, he finds his next victim and moves on to another girl. Yeah, who looks even younger. Like, she yeah. looked about 12. It's fucking gross. And then um, she <laughs> uh, she decides to kill herself, hang herself. In the barn. Uh, in the barn but then just before she gonna do it she realizes that she's made a mistake and she doesn't need to do that that's ridiculous mm-hmm. um but then she slips and actually kills herself <laughs> i shouldn't laugh but it's kind it of comes, dark it comes comedy to, it comes to light that the coroner discovers that she's with child 
Mm-hmm. And then Tom Holland starts to put two and two together. And I've got here that Tom Holland, like, I've sort of noticed it before, but he is he's a sick actor. He, like, so good. Yeah, he... I mean, I've seen him in a lot. I've seen him in The Last City of Zed. I've seen him in Spider-Man, obviously. Last City of Zed. The Last City of Zed. And this, I just feel, is the is the main film I've seen him really shine. So the moment that stood out for me, the standout. The standout This isn't a Tom moment. Holland podcast. Maybe we'll have to come on to him. Mm. Oh, but, Tom um, Holland. Hello, Tom Holland, you. <laughs> You sexy little Spider-Man, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, the moment where he's being told that she was pregnant and all this, mm-hmm. he's just like stood there in utter disbelief. But there's he's... just, there's just a little, there's a, I can't describe it very well. But there's a little twitch of his cheek, like tension. He's like, you what? Yeah. Like showing that he's really angry. And I was like, you can't really control that. No. Like that... that's just that's a raw reaction. That's a real embodiment of. Yeah. The character. Oh, so I was just God. like, oh, fair fair play, man. Fair play, mate. He is brilliant. Um, you know, because I am a, some, such an aficionado. I'm sure he'll feel <laughs> really good about his acting prowess now that I've said that. <laughs> Don't put yourself down, Tom. <laughs> this is Tom but on yeah, Tom podcast. <laughs> but he's... Look, Tom, if you're out there, reach out, mate. Um, anyway, brilliant. he... Uh, he he's like, right, okay, I'm going to go fucking kill the vicar, the preacher. Yeah, Rob's Son about to get man. chat shit, get hit, Robert. Motherfucker. <laughs> Malfoul. Uh, Malfoul. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he because he he's just been gifted his dad's old gun for his like 18th birthday or whatever. Yep. And he goes into the the church and he's talking to Rob and he's like he pretends that he's a sinner and he's confessing to all these sins, but all the sins that he's confessing to. <laughs> Classic 180 switch. He's actually yeah. describing all the things that Rob's done. <laughs> Uno! <laughs> hey, this should be called Tenet all the time, am I right? Because <laughs> he's looking, flipping the script on him. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, son. You thought this was a Tenet and Devil All the Time episode. It's Tenet all the way down. <laughs> I don't know why I've got so camp. I was Tenet waving my finger the in the down. air. There. Oh, good god! <laughs> oh anyway. damn! Oh damn, son! Yeah. He, um, um, Rob gets very offended and is like, "What the hell is going on here? Take your hat off. Who are you?" And then um, Tom fucks his shit up. <laughs> just shoots him. Shoots him just dead. Shoots him twice, which is important to note that he shoots him twice. Why is that so, important? Because later on. I mean, we'll get to it, but Tom Holland kills someone else and he shoots them twice. And then the police department say on the phone, we think it's the same person because they've been shot twice in the chest. It was like a sort of, it was like a thing, like, this is why we think it was the same killer. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And it's like an unusual thing to do. Because he almost panics because he's obviously not used to, to shooting people. He he shoots twice like really quickly because he's obviously panicking and he does that twice. When he kills the other person, so oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, I noticed something that Tom didn't for the first time. <laughs> Whoa! It um, had to so happen it, eventually. <laughs> he then he then decides that he's going to um, make peace with his father and go back to where he grew up and yeah. bury his dog. Oh. So he starts driving back there, but then his car breaks down, so he has to hitchhike. If only we knew some other characters. That like to pick up hitchhikers. 
In come the kill serial people. killers. <laughs> so they pick him up. And also we've seen a bit in this intervening time, we've seen a bit more of them and learned a bit more about them. And she's she's wanting to leave the guy because he's like basically abusing her and trapping her and stuff. Yeah, she's not loving the lifestyle that they're leading, is she? No. And it's also revealed that she is the sister of Sebastian Stan's character, who is now the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, so that comes into it as well. Oh, and so, also, at, at this point, Sebastian Stan, the sheriff, has been to see her and been like, you need to stop acting dodgy because you're making me look bad and I'm not going to get voted in as sheriff if you keep acting like a dick. Yeah. And while he's in her house, he finds a photo of her naked with a random guy and he pockets it because he's like, she's obviously up to some shady shit. So he already kind of knows that there's something, yeah, something dodgy not quite going, right on going on with her. Yeah. And also, like, it's really not that good because when, when they killed Harry Melling, right, mm-hmm. I thought that was like a one-off thing. I didn't yeah. realise that, that a part of their little fetish was they like to kill people. That is made more clear when they pick up another guy. She has sex with him, and then it like cuts to him. Look, I can only assume what happened. This isn't explicitly stated, but I can only assume what happened is because there's a lot of blood in that area. They chopped his knob off. They chopped his knob off. <laughs> um, Don't sugarcoat it. They chopped yeah. his knob off. <laughs> so they're they're proper going for it, and then yeah. you see later on like pictures of severed heads and things like this. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Thomas, you said uh, that so casually. You see like pictures of severed heads and shit like that. You know, look, the huge <laughs> Emma. Emma, we're twelve weeks in. I've seen a scientist artificially inseminate someone with Rob's raped cum. Um, <laughs> a severed head is nothing to me anymore. I'm so there's, desensitized. There's things I I've wish just said I'd that sentence heard. for one. There's things you know I, I mean? wish I'd never heard, and that's one of them. Does your grandmother listen to this podcast, Tom? So, um. <laughs> I have been told that she has listened to it, yeah. Um, which is quite concerning. Thanks for reminding me of that. Uh, has, um, uh, if she sends you a Christmas card this year, you'll know it's fine. And if she doesn't, <laughs> she hates you. Yeah. I, I'll give you my nan's review. My my nan's review to my mum. She's not told me this. She just said she said to my mum, "I get a bit bored with it, to be honest." <laughs> Cheers, nan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh. safe in saying that because I know she won't make it this far in. Oh, um, God, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, God. To well, be, to be yeah. fair, she's not really the target audience, is she? Um, <laughs> People's grandmas should not be listening to no. this. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, oh, yeah. God. Tom Tom clocks on pretty quick that there's something not all right going well with these guys that have picked him up. The yeah. guy gets out of the car to, inverted commas, have a piss, but it's actually just like set it up for... Yeah, he sees a gun in this guy's back pocket while he's going for a pee, and he, Tom knows. He's like, nope, these the two are up to no tingling. good. Yes, <laughs> Spidey says it's tingling. Good one. So he loads his gun, kicks the door open, shoots him dead. Mm-hmm. And then she pulls a gun on Tom Holland, the woman, mm-hmm. and there he's like, put the gun down, I don't want to hurt you, I'm not going to hurt you. And then she goes to shoot him, but her gun is loaded with blanks because her husband got suspicious that she was going to leave him, so loaded mm-hmm. her gun with blanks so she couldn't ever like double cross him. Yeah. And because she tries to shoot him, Tom instinctively shoots her dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he leaves. Uh, and then the policeman finds is like alerted to the fact that she's dead, 
and he yeah. finds all the photos and everything. He's like, oh god, she's into some really fucked up shit. Yeah. But then he burns all the evidence because yeah, he doesn't like, want it to come back. Like a him. good, like a good police officer would do, finding dozens of photos of serial murders. Um, instead of you know notifying the grieving families, he just burns all the photos because it makes him look bad. That's yeah. what I would do, you know. If yeah, I was a exactly, exactly. That's what any good policeman would do. <laughs> That's good investigative work. Good okay? policing. <laughs> That's good policing. Good policing. That's some darn good policing. And then he gets a phone call from where Tom used to live to say, as you've just pointed out, we've had two killings. Mm-hmm. They were both shot. They both shot twice. Yep, yeah, same um, ammo and stuff. We think it's this kid. And then Sebastian Stan is like, oh, yeah, I never remember that kid because I helped him and all this. On the yeah. night his dad killed himself. So he's like, I know where it'll be. I'll go to where they used to pray in the woods. Yeah. Where they crucified the dog. Oh. So he goes there and that is where Tom Holland is. They have a little and bit of a standoff, don't they? They have a bit of a standoff because he's going to kill him. But then again, Tom amazingly manages to shoot Sebastian Stan dead. Because he's like, no, I'm a good person. Like the The preacher deserved it and then... They were going to kill me. Yeah. Like I told her to put the gun down. She tried to shoot me, so I shot her back. Like It was my life all there sort of thing, and yeah. she was into some bad shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he leaves the policeman to die. And then he goes and hitchhikes. I mean, I wouldn't be hitchhiking again. No, I think if I'd been hitchhiking and someone tried to murder me, that would put me off for at least a week. And he's yeah. on it the same goddamn day, straight back in there. And then he starts to fall asleep because he's really tired. It is quite sweet. It's just like this sort of really slow pan on sleepy Tom Holland, just getting a getting a few Z's in for for the first time in days after killing several people. Well, I can, I can tell you the body count for this film is 13. Wow. 13 people are killed in this film. Wow, nice. But only three of them are Tom. No, four. Four of them yeah. are Tom. He um he starts having flash forwards to what his life could be like and like whether he could he could grow up and have kids. It's very or sweet. Or he could he could go and join Vietnam and it's just sort of yeah he sort con- of says I want to go you know be conscripted into the army because clearly I'm <laughs> good at shooting people. He doesn't yeah he doesn't <laughs> want to end up like his dad in the war but clearly I'm good at fight. The only thing I'm good for is fighting. Yeah. Um because it's all narrated as well. Mm-hmm. Not by it's not by any of the characters. No. I'll tell you who does do the narrating. Who. So this is based on a book. Yeah. And it's it narrated that by the, the end, author of the it? book. Oh, is it? Yeah. Who's that? Is that someone I would know? Uh, no, no. I can't That's remember cool, his though. name. He's sorry sorry nice if voice. you're listening to the person who wrote the book. You've got a very nice voice, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it's quite nice to have a sort of like... It makes sense to have... What's it called? Not a neutral narrator. Like, Is there a word for it? Where they're like not biased towards any... I guess it is neutral, yeah. Neutral, yeah. I think it makes sense in this context because there's so many different threads and so many different characters. And it's it, not it like they're on anyone's it, it side. Gives you, he gives you an insight into what the characters are thinking and feeling as well. Yeah, like when um, the stepsister is going to kill herself, she doesn't say out loud, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. This is daft. <laughs> That's the narrator He's, he's saying, like in the moment before she did yeah. it, she realised and all this. Yeah, she realised that she could have a kid and her nan would help her look after it and stuff. But then she kicks the bucket by accident. Silly sausage. She genuinely kicks the bucket. She does. That's exactly what happens. And then, yeah, that's the end of the film. Mm-hmm. I, I quite enjoyed it, actually. You quite enjoyed it? I, I mean, no, right, loved that's not it. The right, that's I not... absolutely loved it. Oh, right. I was going to say, enjoying it's not the right term because it's really quite depressing. 
I just love but, it so um, much. Do you know what it reminded me of? Actually, mm, I don't. No. Know, I don't think you've seen this film because I think me and Luke, your boyfriend, went to see it, and you went to see a horror film. Oh, are you going to say the billboards? The yeah, film? it reminded yeah. me a lot of Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I, I don't think it's quite. At, I don't think it's quite at that peak. Like I think that's acting wise and like script wise. That's like, I mean, I'm pretty sure it won an Oscar or a Golden Globe or something. I still haven't but, watched it, which really I mean, I'm annoyed at myself. <laughs> I mean, this this may do that. I don't think we've reached the Oscars or whatever that this would be considered for. No. Um, but, yeah, it reminded me a lot of that. And that's sort of set in the South as well. And there's a bit of police corruption and all that going Ooh. on. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Do you want to know why it's called The Devil All The Time? Um, well, they say, like, in the narration, don't they, like, about Tom Holland and his dad, you know, they interact so with the devil in the all the time in the beginning he says that he seemed to be fighting the devil all the time that's it yeah that's but apparently that's not of. the reason it's called the devil all the time okay tell me so i don't know if this is a quote from the book or whatever but the, it says the title explanation is they all thought that they were talking to and getting direction from god but it was the devil all the time oh that's cool that's so, yeah, very everywhere because cool. it's very like based around religion isn't it and everyone who does is, bad yeah. things tends to be talking to god because like they say the guy who's killing the hitchhikers he sees it as his own religion or whatever or he sees it as doing god's work and all this yeah oh wow yeah so that's why it's called that that's little cool factoid nice. little factoroony so should we give it a rating yeah let's do it i mean i think we know what we think of it but um can you think of any pun based rating systems no <laughs> no well i think it's quite fitting then that for the final time, we decide whether we give it a pat on the back or a shat on the back. Oh, it's a pat on the back from me, Tom. It's one final pat on the back from me, Emma. That's just that's just made me really sad. The last ever pat on the back. The Until last Batman ever pat comes on the out, back. Obviously. <laughs> so now we can officially say that as of today, or as of the moment until he makes another one, we have officially mm-hmm. consumed... And watched and reviewed every single piece of media that Robert Pattinson has produced. I feel fantastic about that. I feel so great. <laughs> what a bloody achievement. What an achievement. And then we're going to have to come back and top up every time he makes a new film. But We are. That, there um, we go. That brings me on to um, just a quick little shag way before we get into the Robert Pattinson ranking and such like. Um, you can now find us on Patreon, on a roll pod, obviously. Um, so when we do come back round to visit, um, Robbie Pat Pat, we'll be putting our episodes on there. I think so. When the Batman comes, yeah, we'll out, do little bonus episodes. Yeah, you want to hear us talk about the Batman? Um, you can access that if you subscribe to the Patreon. Um, there's a few tiers on there. Some little cheapy ones, some ridiculously expensive ones. I've just put on there for a bit of a joke because I don't think anyone's actually going to pay it. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah. if you do, if you we fancy love you. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we would love your support. Well, that'll be available um, to anyone on the Patreon. Um, what, the bonus episodes? Yeah, so if you, say, pay like a quid a month or whatever, will they get that? Yeah, it'll start at the second tier, which I think is like four fifty a month. Um, oh. So I'm sorry if you pay a quid a month, you don't deserve this content. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, you, you, <laughs> you'll get, you'll still get something, and you'll be helping us out. 
And yeah, then we'll really appreciate it. You get some special, special little nugs from us. Um, patron only newsletter, which I will be curating, which I'm very excited for. Um, loads of other juicy content. And then, yeah, the bonus episodes will start at tier two. I think, so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to miss it this year, aren't we? Because we have, like, we haven't got enough time. But I think, like, anyone who has a pay, who subscribes to our Patreon will get, like, around Christmas or whatever, we'll send you a nice little themed oh, card yeah, around our, um, whoever we've re- whoever we've talked about yeah starting um, next in the year, coming year. We'll, um, we'll be sending those out so yeah whatever tier you choose to subscribe and just to. just little fun things like that throughout the year um yeah, fun little nuggies so yeah so yeah that's we move my on plug. then <laughs> to the official final robert Pattinson ranking it's the final ranking <laughs> Um, so at the end of this we will have what is officially in our opinion but official the best Robert Pattinson film ever shall I give you the top five give us a top five what accent would you like for the final time um Robert's preacher accent do it do it and do it now (laughs) oh good god why I knew it'd be this I should have prepared yeah you should the heaven delusions yes Brilliant. Brilliant number five. five. <laughs> it's Harry Potter in the Goblet of Fire. He's burning fire down on damnation. It's Harry Potter and his Goblet of Damnation Fire. In <laughs> at number four, it's good time. In at number three, it's God himself. It's the king. Praise <laughs> be the Lord, the king. In a number two, it's the last city is said. <laughs> in a number one, it's remember me, remember me, father. Remember me as I go to my maker. Oh, my giddy aunt. I, I am hot. <laughs> Did you... I think I, I was honestly, just possessed by the Holy Spirit. I just saw your spirit leave your body. <laughs> oh, good God. I'm going to have to have a moment, shit. I think. Um, do you yeah, want to think about where you want to put um, put Tenet? So Tenet is an easy top fiver for me. I th- it's gonna, better than I'm Harry gonna Potter. He- I'm going to hedge gonna my it. bets. I'm going to hedge my bets and say that these are both the top fiver. I'm going to um, I'm going to agree with your hedge, and I'm going to say okay, yes. Okay, so so is uh, is Tenet better than Good Time then? Yes. Is it better than The King? Yes. Is it better than The Lost City of Zed? Yes. Mm, is it better than Remember Me? Yes. Oh. That's, that's really difficult because, honestly, I would die for Remember Me. It's such a good film. But Tenet, Tenet is maybe better. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. What say mm. you? I'm I'm really agonising about this, knowing that there's not going to be any like chance to like change this. <laughs> so I would... Mm, oh, good God. Good God, good God. Also, I've just remembered um, Lost City of Zed and Good Time were both were the two films that made uh, Christopher Nolan ask Robert Pattinson to be in Tenet. Wow. So the fact that we're saying that they've made a better film than both of those is quite impressive. That is impressive. Oh, okay. Let's whack Tenet above Remember Me. <gasps> okay, and then this is the big one. Because for me... 
I thought Devil All the Time was going to be the one to knock Remember Me out of the top spot. So is it better than Tenet? Right. Here's the thing. <laughs> I actually think I like The Devil All the Time more. a little bit more, yeah. But I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying I I like it more. I, for I, th- me, I think, just, I think it... at the 11th hour, because <laughs> Tenet's just been installed as the number one, I think at the 11th hour, Devil All the Time could have clinched it. Fucking scenes, I mean... boys. What absolute <laughs> Honestly, scenes. The thing is with The Devil All the Time as well is I genuinely wasn't expecting it to be that brilliant, whereas Tenet, I, I, knew, it, I knew it was going to be. Because you'd already seen it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, before that. <laughs> You've seen it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but Devil All the Time was just an absolute pleasure. It was a pleasure to see Tom Holland being so brilliant. Our favourite, Harry Melling. The Burns Girl, Mia Wazowski. Like, it was just <laughs> fucking brilliant. It just felt... It was such a good film. So good. I okay, can't say then. enough good about it, honestly. So, I'll read the entire list then. Okay. From all... 32 entries. Yeah, buckle up, listeners. Buckle up, bitch. Buckle uh, up, bitch. Uh, shall I do this in an accent or shall I just read it? I'll read it in a nice presenter voice. Yeah, I beg you not to do it in an accent. I can't do it that for 32. To be honest with you, I don't think I'd survive doing 32. <laughs> you would just drop dead. <laughs> I'd finish and just collapse. That'd be the enemy. <laughs> okay, so we're starting at 32. I won't say the number for each of them because it'll just be long. Mm-hmm. So 32. The Summer House, Boo. Queen of the <laughs> sorry, Desert. I, I oh yeah, sorry. Sorry, if you want to give a reaction to each of the films, just to remind people what we thought of them. Okay. I mean, obviously okay. they're going to get better, but you know, mm-hmm. try and try and vary it up a bit. Okay. Maybe okay. maybe yeah. how it made you feel. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> the Summer House. Boo. Queen of the Desert. <laughs> the Haunted Airman. Ugh. Sword of Xanton. Ugh. <laughs> how to be. Cosmopolis. Oh, God. <laughs> High Life. Oh, God. <laughs> Maps to the Stars. <laughs> Vanity Fair. Oh, snore. <laughs> okay, we're gonna, I'm going to pick up the pace now. Okay. So just first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Uh, Bellamy. Nah. <laughs> childhood, of a, childhood of a Leader. Nah. Little Ashes. Oh, horrible. Damsel. It's all right. The Bad Mother's Handbook. Oh, so good. Fear and Shame. Nah, yeah. The Rover. Good. Nah. Life. Oh, great. Water for Elephants. Nay! Waiting for the Barbarians. Woo! Eclipse. Oh my god, so good! Twilight. Woo! The Lighthouse. Yeah! Breaking Dawn Part 1. Wait, The Lighthouse is below Breaking Dawn? Yeah. Did we seriously do that? Yeah. Oh, Tom. Do you want to? Do you want to? Put the brakes make an edit? on. Put the brakes on. The lighthouse should be edit? above Breaking Dawn. Parts one and two. Yeah. What okay. were we thinking? I don't know. Is it better than New Moon? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm running out of reaction noises here. Okay. Well, I'll just whip through them. I'll whip okay, through. Okay. Go. So, yeah, we've got Eclipse, Twilight, Breaking Dawn Part 1, Breaking Dawn Part 2, The Lighthouse, New Moon, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Good Time, The King, Lost City of Zed, Remember Me, Tenet, and The Devil All the Time. 
Who would have thought that at the final final Bravo. hurdle, the last two films would slide into first and second respectively? I mean, part of me is not surprised because it does feel like they've got better as they've gone on. But yeah, yeah I mean, wow. What a fucking lineup. It's, it's amazing how far down um, the ones that we liked start, though. Yeah, it is. Like, I, I found myself going going from ugh to ah in a matter of seconds. So, like, The Bad Mother's Handbook, which we both really enjoyed, that's a number 19. It's just crazy, isn't it? That's mental, isn't it? The pressure of having to rank so many good films is quite stressful. Yeah. Um. So we'll post that online in mm-hmm. all its glory. Yep. I can't believe we've finally done it. That means we're going into, for the final time... Robert Patterson fact of the week, TM. Oh, it's the last one. So the last fact um, I think is quite a good one um, for this week. So the last fact is off 42 sparkling facts about Robert Pattinson. And it is that Robert Pattinson hates being called R-Pats. He hates it. Oh dear. (laughs) He says, um, it says here, Pattinson told Today, which I assume is the name of a magazine, not he didn't just speak to the day itself, um, that he... <laughs> he <laughs> just proclaimed today. it. I hate our pats. Yeah. Um, he said he doesn't understand nickname culture and he thinks his own, our pats, sounds like an antacid tablet. <laughs> what you're telling me is then, Emma, that we have... What all we've done is just antagonise this man for twelve weeks. Yeah, what have we called him? Robbie Pat Pat, Robbie P. We've probably called him R Pats as well. R Pats several times. Pat, we just call him Patty a few times, like a burger. The Patinator. <laughs> Big Tugs. He Big came up tugs. with that one himself. Uh, no, he didn't. He called himself Big Tub. That was his rap name. And we called him Big Tugs because of how much he wanks in his oh, films. In my head, in my head, he his rap name was Big Tugs. <laughs> no, that's just I what we called that. him. Oh, just, uh, oh, also, just in case um, people were worried that there wasn't any wanking in this film, in the, this week, um, Sebastian Stan does get wanked off at one point in um, The Devil All the Time. He does, so, yeah. Just in case you were missing your fill. Uh, wanking content. Um, I mean, I know I was. Yeah, I hadn't seen any. Bloody I was like, hell! Where is it? Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like then we owe you an apology, Robert. Um, <laughs> uh, because yeah, we've done nothing but do the thing that you hate the most for twelve weeks. Yeah, we've we call him Rob. More, I don't think I've called him Robert more than once in this whole podcast. Yeah, we do tend to call him Rob. It's just Which easier, I hope, like, I hope he doesn't find just... take offence at that either, because I feel like that's very personal. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, personal. We call him our boy <laughs> every <laughs> week. Our boy. Um, <laughs> our can boy, I also Rob. say that that's not um, boy, B-O-Y, that's B-O-I. Boy. It's boy. So, yeah, every time I've said that, it's boy. 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 Wow. Okay. What a way to end the chapter of our life that is Robert Pattinson. Oh God, it's hard to find out that we've goodbye. been we've been insulting him. <laughs> I know. Bye bye, baby, baby, bye bye. <laughs> oh, I'll miss you, Rob. Oh, we'll miss you, Robbie Pat Pat. <laughs> I'll miss you. You wanking. Your marmalade binges. <laughs> your asteroids. Your flat face. And most of all, most of all, 
Your hairstyles. Your hairstyles. I didn't touch on his hair this week. Um, there was no finale to Tom's hair corner, sit on down. Because I know. Because he had very similar hairstyles to what he's had before. But I will say that he had a perfect amount of hair for a good hair flop in Tenet. Yeah. It was um, very strong. And I, I still think his best haircut is Water for Elephants. <laughs> That's that the official the pinnacle, verdict. The pinnacle yeah. for you. Okay. So wow. let's let us close that chapter on our life. Robert Pattinson. Now this brings on the question, Emma. Mm. Who is next? What's our next season going to be about? Are we announcing mm. this now? Yeah, I think yeah, we're announcing it now live on air. We have to give the person who guessed it a shout out. Um so we've been leaving leaving some hints on our Twitter in the form of I guess like emojis that are some films that the person have, have, has been in. Yeah, just little, just little emoji nugs, just to see if anyone noticed, really. Um, a few people, it did get the attention of a few people, mm-hmm. but and quite, quite annoyingly, because I was hoping that it would be, you know, someone outside my family, but because um, <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely haven't told a soul, apart from Emma, obviously, who it is. Yeah, but me neither. My sister went on uh, Twitter, <laughs> and she was like, she took one look at, I think one of them, and she went, oh, it's... um The person. Uh, the person. So, congratulations to my sister. <laughs> Sounds so um, rigged, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, We can like, promise this wasn't a backhand thing, like, oh yeah, Tom, get your sister to do it. Uh, um, yeah, I was like, right, okay. I well. didn't even know she had Twitter, so that's news to yeah, me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she follows us, I think she just went on there to look at the clues. But, um, yeah, annoying. So... We'll try and make it harder next time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a bit on the nose, wasn't it? Looking back. Yeah. So, uh, the, some of the clues that went out were... Um, um, so we had um, an emoji of a notebook. Which would have been the notebook. We had an emoji of um, a blade and a man running. So that would be Blade Runner. And we also had... Um, an emoji set of a little house or a place and an arrow and then a tree, which you could infer so, to be a pine. I didn't get this one. Did you not? I, I had to look up their filmography. <laughs> no way. And look up a film and I was like, oh, it's that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Is it the place past the pines? The place beyond the pines. Beyond the pines. So if you haven't guessed it already... The person that we will be talking about for our next series... Drum roll, please! ...is Ryan Gosling, the goose. Oh, damn! Oh, damn, son, it's the goose! It's the the goosey boy. It feels so good to finally say that. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to watch his films. And also, he... A bit different to Rob. He's got a lot of... um, Lot of TV, he's been in a lot of TV stuff in his early days, so yeah. we're trying to navigate our way around that. We think we're going to do a few couple of bumper episodes where we just cram all his TV episodes into one because they're quite short. Because yeah. he, he did a lot of like guest starring, so he was only in one episode of, mm-hmm. of like random TV series. So that'll be interesting for us to try and because they're TV series that I've never heard of, uh, some of them. So it'll be good to try and work out what the fuck the storyline is usually on the TV show. Yeah. Now. Uh, so that you've got that to look forward to. Now yeah, super we are exciting. 
we are going to take a few weeks off now because I don't know if anyone knows, <laughs> but there's a little thing coming up called Christmas and New Year, actually. And so th- your birthday. Um, well, yeah, that is a national holiday. <laughs> um, yeah, it's my birthday. Yeah, Christmas Day, my birthday, because I am Christ reborn. <laughs> yeah, so, we know. That's why I said uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> jokes. My birthday's the 27th. I'm still expecting <laughs> gifts off everyone listening to this. And I am still Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but I am still Jesus. I just had a lion for two days. <laughs> On the third day, I rose again. I had I had a lion in that cave for two days. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's Easter. Never mind. We're not getting into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough religion this week. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we will be back officially. The fish start date of season two. Set your calendars. Set your calendars. Mark your calendars <laughs> now. Is the 6th of January, 2021. Oh my god, it's a new year, it's a new series, it's a new us, um, but we will also still be the same old twats we always were. (laughs) Oh, we'll still be chatting the same amount of shit, if not more, so get ready for that. Hopefully though, the change will be, it'll be the same old on a roll, but with slightly less wanking. (laughs) I was gonna say, I really hope Ryan Gosling is less inclined to whacking his pee-pee out at any given opportunity. The goose! The Hopefully, yeah, uh, he's um, he's he doesn't he's not a fan of that. Um, but yeah, so he hates nickname culture as well. Fucking hell! If we just pick like Robert Pattinson two point oh. Oh no, I don't know that he hates that. I was like, maybe I was talking about his wanking. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant he hates being called the goose. I was like, no, no. Mean? I mean, he probably does. I wouldn't like to be referred to as the goose. Um, <laughs> that's your new yeah. Nickname. You, you've got all, all that and more to look forward to, and obviously many, many more um, actors to come in twenty twenty one. Yes, so thank you so much for everyone who's listened to series one of this new, fresh, exciting, delicious and sexy podcast. Um, We've had so much fun navigating this and figuring out how to do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, yeah. And and just the, yeah, the support that we've had has meant the world. I know that sounds cliche and wanky, but it's true. No, it's true, yeah. Um, And thank you if you've made it this far into what's shaping up to be a bumper episode <laughs> yeah. of on a roll but we had a lot to talk about we had to send rob off in style we did so as usual if you've enjoyed the episode leave us a rating mm-hmm. on apple podcasts wherever you listen to this the higher yeah. the better really it really helps it does really five, help us out five stars really is yeah. um that's sort of the only option we're I mean, that, that is the level of content we're creating so <laughs> it's five star content where really? else would you get this much wank talk um i really need to stop talking about it you do it's just become ingrained in my the culture you know (laughs) of my brain um yeah and then if you if you want to contact us if you want to you know uh suggest future actors obviously Mm -hmm. we've picked the next one but we we do have an ever-growing list of actors that people want us to talk about we do. But, you know, hit us up with any suggestions you have. You can contact us in many ways, which yep. Emma shall now take you through. You can contact us on Twitter, on a roll pod, Instagram, on a roll pod, Facebook, on a roll pod, Gmail, on a roll pod at gmail.com. You could find us on our website, www.onarollpod.com. You could also visit us on our Patreon on a roll pod where you could send us a message you could subscribe and support us and you could see all the shit we're chatting on there um i think all, that's all of it. these things all these things are linked in the show notes as well 
They are, yeah. Look below. You'll find a big old list um, as well of as things. If, if you if you, if you know uh, you've got commitment issues, you're scared of commitment. You don't want to um, commit to a monthly thing. There is a link in there where you can make a one-off donation to us as well. Yeah. We don't want to make. I don't want to make this like give us your money because it's not just one pound a month you could uh, sponsor emma and tom so they can keep chatting shit you could feed tom for a month Um, (laughs) yeah he needs a good meal guys he needs a substantial meal (laughs) we're not doing this to make a shit ton of money but we're also not doing it to lose money (laughs) we're not doing this shit for free no i'm joking um yeah we you know we have a website to maintain we have equipment hosting and all this shit yeah yeah so any support is greatly appreciated even if it's your mom's credit card that you want to sign up to that's we fine don't, do we that. don't endorse or condone that but <laughs> we will still accept the money <laughs> and we won't give it back anyway enough oh, of God. the hard sell from us <laughs> um, that give that us was? your money at christmas um <laughs> <laughs> i've really enjoyed this uh series me too um, it's been great and i'm looking forward to watching all of the um all of ryan gosling's films and also Emma and I can settle an old score um, over the film La La Land. But that's just a little tease for the next series of On a Roll. So we will see you coming hot at you on January the 6th, 2021. Yes, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all. Or whatever holiday you celebrate. Okay, yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy nondescript holiday to all listeners around the world. Non-denominational. Non-denominal whatever. Have a fucking good few weeks. Because we are. (laughs) I don't have to see Rob's face anymore. (laughs) Oh, Oh, we've gone a bit loopy. Anyway, we've taken up enough of your time this (laughs) week, this year. Have a a few weeks off. Have it on us. (laughs) Um, we'll see you fresh, Bye. feeling fresh, fra- fresh, faced, fresh faced. I can't. Uh, I'm having a stroke. But right, we'll fuck off. Have a good one. Have one Bye. on me, son. Give a one for me, kid. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Um, oh god. Have a lovely time and see you in the new year. Goodbye. 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 Good friends. Goodbye. The time has Tom, come to stop. go. Sorry. Stop talking. Let's just end it. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 